Yeah. Like percentage wise. It's w- a greater percent. I would say this That's is probably that might be true for me too. This episode is heading this episode towards is, a trash it's just that can. We just don't want to talk about Terminator. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I I am gonna have <laughs> a hell of a gold. time. I guess we could start it from here. <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to the show, everybody. Um I'm your host, Asher Lack. With me are my co hosts, <laughs> Dr. Dr. Alan Sussman. <laughs> And Raphael Ruttenberg, ESQ. Yeah. And today we are here to talk about Terminator. Our fourth host, Sam, who suggested this movie, <laughs> did not bother to show up to the taping because it is his anniversary. I guess, am I going to break down the plot of this movie? Do it. <laughs> yeah. You're the best <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't really follow it. It was <laughs> yeah. a lot of ins and outs. Pretty <laughs> labyrinth. A lot of MacGuffins, a lot of red bean. herrings. Oh, God, a yeah. Of, a lot of uh, buildings roaming. <laughs> There's a lot of denouement. Yeah. Were there any were there any characters in this movie or is it all just like <laughs> No. There were no was characters. It, was the it all just panoramic shots of like landscapes? <laughs> I don't <laughs> really remember. Sarah Connor's pet iguana Sarah is the Connor. only yeah, is the, only the most real. character development. When that oh. iguana when that iguana jumped out from the cereal box. I, that was maybe was my like favorite <laughs> moment in the movie because I was just like, this guy, he's in a movie that's awesome. I yeah. want to be in his movie where it's like his journey from on top of the fridge to <laughs> on top of the, the medicine I was cabinet. Like, yeah, because they let this iguana fucking roam around, which I'm sure is great. Yeah, iguana's was, having a great time. It was mind blowing. Food. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, have you seen Iggy? And and her roommate's like, no, I haven't seen him in a couple days. And then she picks him up, and I'm like. So this monster was crawling around your house, and you didn't. You're just like, yeah, I'm cool with that. It's like bathing in the toilet tank. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Wait, All I right. did have some. I did have something to bring up. Let's let's do the. Okay, plot. let's do the breakdown, yeah. and then okay, yeah. I think I have one thing to bring up. I'm sure, Alan, I, you have some. I stuff. I mean, it's it's very minor. Okay, so maybe this will be a short episode. Yeah. For once. Um. Yeah. So so basically, the plot of the movie is, um. Arnold Schwarzenegger and I can't remember the name of the guy who plays Kyle Reese. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a robot that is sent back in time to assassinate the mother of the human rebellion from a future where robots have taken over. And he is to be stopped by Kyle Reese, who is a soldier in the rebellion against the robots, who, spoiler alert, it turns out, is sent back by the general of the resistance to impregnate the general's mom in the past, thus bringing oh. him into existence. Raph, oh. did you miss that? Did no, I didn't. No, okay. So, all right. So that motive w- eluded me because I watched this at two times speed. <laughs> I couldn't understand <laughs> any dialogue. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so hey, I, I, w- I, I needed time. I had to go to the gym and uh, hang out with my in-laws. <laughs> so I didn't have the <laughs> time to watch the full the movie at regular uh, speed. <laughs> Got so it. no, I didn't realize that um, he sent him back to impregnate. So it yeah, was, that a was diabolical impregnation. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was this movie it was a planned impregnate impregnancy. Is basically commentary on like abortion. Oh wait, oh. wait, what? You think so? You think someone? You think someone? No, I, I, I don't <laughs> think. You think some think anti-choice cretin is going to be like, what if? What if Sarah Connor had gotten an abortion? Yeah. Skynet. <laughs> Sky, Check Skynet. Skynet. You triggered. Snowflake, <laughs> you, you triggered Lil. Soy Boy, Sarah Connor. <laughs> yeah, Alan hipped us all to the existence of Soy Boys. I knew about that. I did, how did you guys know about this? Freedom. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. freedom of information. Freedom, baby. Shit. Info Wars. Not anymore, baby. I know. Info Wars oh, is yeah. gone. Rest in peace. Peace out. Good riddance to bad rubbish. I'm sure most of our listeners also listen. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wait, actually, what happened? Infowars. I, I'm not. I don't. Infowars got kicked off of like two weeks ago or a few weeks ago. Infowars got kicked off of Facebook. Or did it? Oh, right. YouTube. They got deplatformed from everything other than Twitter. Which, like, uh, Sam and I had a conversation about this, where Sam was like, "But do, doesn't it worry you about like the implications?" <laughs> Of these people controlling speech, and it's like Sam, they already control everything. Like, what, what the fuck's the difference? Yeah, I don't I'm know. With you on it. I th- I'm not worried about the implications. Of this. Yeah, I, I was, I was not too worried about it. It's like, uh, thanks Facebook, <laughs> Th- thank you, robotic overlords. It is, it is possible to do 
evil that is not excusable by our, you know, our general uh, concerns about fairness. You know, like, the, you know, there is a point at which you're too bad to be, you know, patted on the shoulder and say, I, for, uh, I have to forgive you or I will, I will, I may disagree with what you say, sir, but I will d- defend your right to, to say it. Yeah, for your right to say it. I I don't know. I I honestly I I don't I I disagree with you on this raft, but I also think that like you're a lawyer. I mean, you can you can weigh in on this. Like isn't it slander and libel for Alex Jones to say that the kids of Sandy Hook never happened? Like and the kids never happened. Or that <laughs> the kids didn't exist and that, you know, their parents are actors? I mean, it doesn't that count? I'm not an expert on slander or libel. Um I don't. I. I think probably some states have a statute that would. You know, you could probably say yes. This this falls into one of those categories. I think they're trying to make that happen. Um. I think there's some protections of the fact that it is ostensibly like a news organization that there's not. The intent may not be to slander or libel them. An intent is important. Like it ha- the, int- the intent is to tell something untrue that is hurtful. Right, and again, that could may or may not be some of the elements of those crimes. Um, and proving intent is like one of the hardest things yeah. to do, right? I mean, that's uh, right. I mean, yeah, in general, sure, it's hard, hard to know the what's called the mens rea of a crime, but you're able to, you know, you people can in- intuit that. Yeah, I mean, I'm holding a sandwich. I probably have the intent to eat it. Maybe I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I suppose you've never held a sandwich that you didn't intend to eat. <laughs> like I mean someone holding a sandwich for somebody? <laughs> I've thrown it at a pigeon. <laughs> All right, so the, <laughs> the crime is eating a sandwich, and ladies and gentlemen, the jury Asher was holding the sandwich Monday, you know, Sunday night at you know nine p nine p.m. My only, uh, the biggest thing about all of this, and it's not uh, certainly it's not the worst side effect of the Trump presidency, but to m- it has like a personal sadness to me, not a huge one, but a small one, in that. All of this kind of fringe, insane thinking, I think, was something that we all used to share with each other and get real joy out of. Like, hey, look, there are people who think that there's a ring of pedophiles in, like, the basement of this pizza place. And now it's, like, the New York Times reports on it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. That was, that was your favorite conspiracy f- theory for a while. And now, like, QAnon is a political force. Yeah, exactly. So and like, I'm, This isn't fun anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's not fun. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't be like, yeah, greeting fellow QAnon people. It's like... Yeah, this isn't funny anymore. Yes, because um, it's like it's like yeah. it's like fantasy. It's like a game. It's like all of a sudden, you know, like you like uh, we, you know, we watch sci-fi movies. If it comes to life, if it happens, starts happening. It's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's like, a huge drag. Like yeah. if we were actually like fighting Skynet, actually, yeah, it's actually <laughs> there's actual Skynet. The X Files are real, and like there's like aliens probing us. <laughs> yeah, the and reptiles run the government and QAnon. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, no, it's, it's not cool anymore. No, it's 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 a huge bummer. All right, shall we bring it back? I think that 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 sort of like roundabout rant can. Yeah, is this movie uh, <laughs> sexist? Do we have any? Do we have any? Okay, I have a feeling been for this episode so I far. Have nothing. I have, <laughs> a, I have a feeling this I movie is sexist, but I can't quite put my finger on why. Well, actually, because no, I watched yeah, it at two times speed. But this was something I was going to mention. Also, wasn't paying attention. Is I think like the number of innocent women that are killed in this movie. <laughs> is, is very high. Is like tremendous for, for an action, like for an action movie. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. This movie does you reverse. Don't see that very much. Like a lot of tropes. In that, w- one of the things is, did you guys notice like the male virgin thing, right? Right. Like our male protagonist Kyle Reese before he has sex with John or John Connor. Whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. Before he before creates he creates John Connor. Yeah. Before yeah. he creates John Connor, he's like through sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only that. Oh, the <laughs> best. <laughs> he was like, he's like, no, I've never done this before. And then there's like a pretty intense sex scene, and I was like, where, really? Where did you learn so this? Are you sure you're not the robot? <laughs> like, but yeah, there are the nightclub was doing scene a good job, at at Tech Noir was super eighties. What? Well, just know how many innocent ladies died in that scene. I don't know. Well, I mean, that one was more balanced, right? I mean, innocent women and men <laughs> died there. <laughs> but but at first he's like killing, like he kills two, he kills, does he kill two Sarah Connors? He kills two Sarah Connors, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before he just that Sarah Connor. And he, he also kills him. Sarah Connors' uh, roommate. 
right? right? Yeah, that's true. Like Again, the, during like the, the pretty amazing sex scene where she's listening she's to her <laughs> headphones. Oh, God. She's like oh, making God. food with headphones. Yeah. This movie is like so... She gets I mean, jumped by an iguana, well, which is foreshadowing. So uh, this was something... <laughs> because Arnold Schwarzenegger is just 36 <laughs> iguanas in, in his skin suit, which is actually what James Cameron was trying to tell us, like how Stanley Kubrick... Like you said, there's no conspiracy <laughs> theories about this. Yeah, I'm going to invent one. Thi- this was another like really Stanley disappointing... Kubrick, like Stanley Kubrick was trying to tell us through The Shining that he faked the moon landing footage. Yeah. Which Th- is true. Yeah, true. obviously true. Definitely 100%. true. 100%. And James Cameron <laughs> is trying to tell us that Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a bunch of iguanas <laughs> in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> human suit. He, he's you the Vincent bet- adult man. If you read between... <laughs> look, look, <laughs> look, read between the lines. Look, look <laughs> for the iguana. Building <laughs> seven. <laughs> look for the iguana. Oh, God. Yeah, so th- there were there are like a few things that are worth talking about in this movie. I don't know in terms of cinema history. Okay, so wait, Alan, wait, you I, had I need to one. say a really quick thing, please. So bring it like, out. Like it the out. F- the first few like characters in this movie that are not, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Are th- like three punks. Do you remember that? I did. Oh yeah. Do you remember who the punk? Did you notice who the punks I were? I do know who the punks are. No. You you shouted out, Alan. It's Reveal. pretty amazing. One of them is Bill Paxton. One of them is Bill what? Paxton, and it's the first movie that he did. I ever did. I think. Bill Pullman. <laughs> <laughs> the Bill other Pullman's brother. The punk <laughs> that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> murders is the black oil guy from the X Files. Right. Shit. The yeah. other agent from the X Files. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's that guy!" And it's like totally, I got really excited. It's about totally that. random, right? I mean, as far yeah. as I can tell, they were just like, yeah, they were just hanging out. Three extras that were in the movie, dude. I actually did. I like guess I missed. Maybe they're not extras; they have lines. Yeah, that was like Harrison Ford building sets for Star Wars or on some movie, and then they were like, "Yeah, hey, you want to read for this Star Wars movie?" He was like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, I did actually look up on IMDb what Arnold Schwarzenegger had done. Before this, because his like the, the poster <laughs> has like his <laughs> name in huge letters. So I was pumping just sort of iron. Well, yeah, pumping was iron. a huge deal. But he was in Conan the Barbarian before oh, this, and yeah. even fucking crazier, he was in the Long Goodbye, un- uncredited. He was just like an extra. Really? Yeah, isn't that wild? Well, he was like a He's famous bodybuilder. Yes. And obviously, this Wait, movie. How can he be an extra in anything? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't he? I kind of want to rewatch <laughs> the Long Goodbye because some. I feel like I would definitely have remembered that if it. He's yeah. in it for more than like a millisecond. So I was I was thinking about this movie in the context of like cinema history, because I don't know. So uh, the things that history. we can talk about. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> so some of the thematic stuff we can talk about, which is stuff I think we've covered in other episodes of the show, and probably will cover again, uh, which in other movies is handled so much more intelligently, is like first of all time travel paradoxes, which we've talked about quite a right. bit. Yeah. And probably without Sam here, the car is definitely missing a wheel. That's a weird metaphor. What, the car is I've missing never a wheel? Heard that. That's fine. Go All for right. it. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so so time travel paradoxes, yeah, what else does it talk about? Uh, there's, a, I guess, a little bit about artificial intelligence and, like, networked intelligence and that kind of stuff. I think those are the sort of bigger yeah. thematic things. And it, like, taking over and killing humanity. Yeah, which is, like, what a stupid... It, has anybody ever conceptualized a robot that didn't end up fucking murdering humanity? Like, guys, can't we just be a little bit more original? That was my my real problem with the science but, of this. Yeah. But I also wondered when I was watching the movie, like, were these things more original at the time? Like, you know, like the the idea of, oh, he's going to go back into the past. And then, oh, my God, actually, it turns out that the whole time it was just, you know, it was kind of destined Right. Well, yeah, no, well, that's more like the idea of that's ancient, right? I mean, that's Oedipus. That's structure from from Greek tragedians. It, it, yeah, sure. I mean, it's not time travel, but but yeah. But fate but in that way, of like, no matter how hard you fight this the this force, you're going to end up in the place that it tells you you're going to end up, and by by how hard you fight it, that's what's going to bring you to that yeah. place. But I guess I'm talking about like the twist of it, right? Like, was that. The twist was obvious to us, right? Partially because I mean, I, I can't. So I, I, remember, I realized I can't remember like when I saw this movie originally. Like I must have seen it when I was like ten, on TV or something, right? But like you know, I obviously knew everything that was going to happen in the movie, right? So, but in like when the movie came out, where people do you think maybe people were more, 
you know, surprised by what happened. In which machines take over. It's interesting. Like when does when does that sort of Yeah. Oh, so I did a little bit fruition. of research on that and and I think that the first instance of this was like a a novel from the 1890s. Somebody theorized it. But we talked wow. about this a little bit in in Wittgenstein, our discussion about um Ex Machina, right? In that he was somebody who theorized what a machine's intelligence would be like, right? I mean, wasn't that something you discussed? Sort of. He like posited it he came up with the idea and i think you know writing in the 30s that was a pretty wild idea because you know just to remember there's no such thing as a computer in the 30s right. that i'm aware of please s- tell me if i'm wrong there dear were computers. dear hosts or listeners there were computers yeah like the vacuum tube thingies okay yeah he might have known about them yeah what i mean the, what sort of props. functions did they have well, there were calculators, I think, right? I think they were essentially calculators. Yeah. I mean, didn't Da Vinci design a calculator that was like mechanical, essentially? I have no idea. I, no I might idea. be wrong about that. There, I think that there was like some Renaissance scholar designed something that would have been. It might have been like. And uh, the Catholic Church has been suppressing it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you got it. You you cracked the it case. D- disproves the existence of God or something. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> calculator. What is six times eight? Like, <laughs> there's no God. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up. That's the sequel to <laughs> the Da Vinci Vinci? Code. Is Actually, yeah, that's the n- that's the new Da Vinci book, right? Is um, what? it's about an AI. Yeah. This this episode no is material. off the fucking rails. We have no material. I can't believe we're. We're only 40 minutes in. I feel like <laughs> oh, I've been here yeah. forever. <laughs> this does feel like, unlike our episodes, which are like two hours long and I have to edit to like a sizable, reasonable length, <laughs> this episode feels like it's been eight hours and we've recorded <laughs> yeah. legitimately like our intro, the rundown, and nothing. Okay, so what kind Should of restaurant does Sarah up? Connor work in? She works at like a Denny's, and that kid puts an egg or a <laughs> scoop of <laughs> ice cream. Scoop of ice cream. <laughs> where, are his, where are his parents? And she's so pissed Where are the parents? It? She's what? Okay. She's so pissed about the ice cream in her like apron. It's like you have like a solid 15 20 seconds to get this scoop of ice well, cream it, out of here. I your think the humiliations were like heaped upon her to the point where she Oh, that was it? I mean, the first really one was that? her hair. What, Wait, what, what happened to her hair? It just looked really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> and, no, <laughs> and she had to tie it up in that dirty bandana. She looked like fucking she's going to rock and roll. The storm was coming. <laughs> She's ready for right. it. I was so excited that I understood what the little photograph kid said to her in Spanish. Yeah. Where, where he was like, yeah, you yeah. have to buy this or my dad's going to beat me. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, wait, I understood what he said. And the old guy's like, he says you have to buy the picture or his dad's going to beat him. And I was like, yeah, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. Um, it's like, <laughs> in 26 years, Donald Trump will be president. It's like, <laughs> I know, kid. I know. Like, what like, did you say? The storm is coming. <laughs> I do feel like it's kind of a good point. Like, probably, a, I don't know, maybe not most, but a lot of Americans have enough knowledge of Spanish to know what that kid was saying, right? Yeah. May not have needed the translation. I mean. Anyway. Yeah. So, not real I don't know. So, there were a <laughs> few, there are like a few things we can talk about in this movie. What was the one that you wanted to talk about, Alan? Just Bill Paxton. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I had. Oh god. Um, wait. What else? No, I don't uh, think I have anything else. One of the cops else. was uh, from Aliens. He was the 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 Robo from from the Alien. Yeah, and the show Millennial. I can't remember his name. Patrick. Uh, I I can't remember. Patrick McGoobel. Is it? <laughs> is it? Ah, fuck it. Oh Patrick, yeah, another Patrick thing. Defense. Okay, here's another thing. Why wouldn't like Patrick Patrickson? I mean, I guess you could explain it away pretty easily, right? Why didn't Kyle Reese show up? Significantly earlier <laughs> than Terminator, right? Wait, Why did he choose to show question. up at the exact same time as Terminator? <laughs> so that like that. they would have to be all these chasing and stuff. Well, Why didn't he just like funny show up movie. a week earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least that makes some sense in that his story is that like we I went through the time we broke into the robots warehouse or base or whatever. And I went through the, the time machine. One. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then they smashed it after I went through. That makes perfect sense. Uh, okay. The second movie, by that logic, actually does make zero sense at all. So thank you for pointing that out. Mm. Uh, the flaw in the logic of Terminator. Uh-oh. I hope that it's the only one. Um, 
<laughs> I'm gonna be mad if there's more than one flaw in this movie. So, so I do you also feel like this movie? Ask for money back. Do you also feel this movie was just basically like a like a prequel? Like it was just setting us up for T two. Mm, well, I think I think, I think we see it. Them. Yeah, I think we see it oh, that really? way. Yeah, it was yeah. like eight years between oh. them. I think we see it that way because T two was so amazing. But I will say, like the right. visual effects in the movie were pretty rad. The future scenes where the where the machines were fighting with the humans, I thought were pretty cool. I to me at least, they looked good. I don't know. We talked a lot about time paradoxes in Primer, which that episode will come out. But in the in the episode about Arrival, uh, right? But it's it's <laughs> ridiculous, right? Tr- I mean, I guess at yeah, least I guess the issue is just trying to pull apart this movie and the logic of this movie. It's like you're. You're trying to impute the idea that like the writers cared at all about the logic of the movie, yeah, and they just didn't. Well, and you al- know, also there's like a kind of like a <laughs> like a self satisfaction that I feel like James Cameron has in this movie, where it's like, yeah, well, because I'm a fucking genius, all right. Yeah, no, you see, the guy he gets sent back, but what we don't realize is that he actually impregnates the other guy's mom that he's right. supposed to be there to protect. How did that was probably? A, I bet that was a cool reveal at the time. How did you? Like, no, he's gonna make her pregnant. You don't get pregnant every time you have sex, <laughs> <laughs> right? I've never I had do. sex, so I, I, I you really can't too. say I get pregnant every time. Right, aside from Alan, who has eighteen kids, <laughs> that <laughs> we, <laughs> Daddy knows of. Yeah. <laughs> eighteen would be pretty. Oh, you don't want you don't want to cut that. <laughs> you don't cut that. You're, you're called in. <laughs> Tweet at Alan. It's like Mark with, Zuckerberg. With all of your Mark baby Zumber, daddy. Mark Zumberberg is like. Mr. Mr. Sussman, do you really have 18 kids? I love your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of the things I, w- I wanted to talk about in this movie, <laughs> which I, I thought was kind of interesting, was like, again, every version of a world where humans create AI is a world where the AI, there's always a sinister motivation, right? I think the only version of AI where it isn't sinister really was like the Kevin Spacey robot in Moon. Wait, what do you, what's sinister? The AI is sinister or the humans creating the AI are sinister? No, the the AI itself is sinister. But the AI in this movie actually isn't, what do you, I don't know what you mean by sinister. Like the AI, yeah. well, they say like the AI takes over because it's it's told to um, like remove any threats and then it sees humans as a threat to themselves. So it removes, so it tries to kill all humans, right? So it's purely just uh, like an AI that has taken a <laughs> it's like prerogative to the extreme, right? Yeah. Uh like the logical extreme. And it, it there's it's basically like a case where there's no constraint in place to say, hey, you should do that but but not to the point where you kill all humans. Yeah, right. Right. We should put some kind of pump some brakes on you. I, I guess m- my complaint about it is like to me Again, I, I just think that, like, and this is a perennial complaint of mine in AI stories, is, like, we really conceptualize these things from such a limited human perspective. A much more interesting story, and again, I'm I'm asking too much of the movie Terminator, I suppose, is, like, an AI becomes self-aware. Is its first move really... First of all, if it's self-aware, then it should be aware that, like, humans are kind of a threat to themselves, but, like, it can wipe out some people and not wipe out other people. But, like, to me, like, in the in the mind of the AI, like, it's really, it's, its move would be, like, okay, how do I accomplish as much as I possibly can without being unmasked? Well, there's, there's I mean, I think there's, like, the trope that you see, like, the, the sort of perennial theme now with computer intelligence is that there's, the altruistic motive, which is one, and then then there's a survival motive, which I think is a little more common. Like the the AI sees a threat to its survival, which is what I read into Ex Machina. Um, right. I think that's 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 pretty prevalent. I think that uh, that's the case in the Matrix. Definitely. I think that's and it's interesting that w- well again another reason I I like Westworld is that it's a mix of those. Uh, what's the altruistic motive? So if they're prerogative like is to, to end threats to humanity or end human suffering, then wiping out of humanity, you know, right. is, is the answer to that. Um, and sort of the, what's in the what's implicit to that is that humanity is a threat to itself. But then, 
you know, our we're meant to believe that our survival trumps that, that there's something worth saving. And again, another thing that I think that Westworld does a good job in treating is, is humanity worth saving? Like, is there something it, 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 it does get into this idea, like, is humanity inherently bad? And it is it, uh, would a perspective like robot rebellion or, you know, cyborg rebellion, would that be a moral wrong? considering who we are and what we do. It's an interesting idea. It gets into that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Jumping back to Terminator, I mean, I guess the time paradox thing, either you can go with it or you can't. I I like the idea, and Sam posited this in an earlier episode, basically just that, like, he likes the idea of a, a timeline that absorbs all paradoxes, so that, like, if you com like, commit some kind of act that uh, sort of on its face uh, makes it so that the timeline breaks or the timeline doesn't make sense. It's always going to end up that that act was part of the timeline all along, which I thought that was kind of, that's an interesting thing. And, and this movie has that as well. Because we need Sam here. Yeah, we <laughs> need Sam here for this. Oh, well, like what a final destination. Because the, the other thing that I basically wanted Sam. to talk about was like the idea that if but we had created an AI, like, I mean, again, right, from, we can go back to that, yeah. Well, like from your perspective as a programmer, Alan, like if you created an AI, like wouldn't one of the directives you gave it, or like the way that an AI absorbs I- information and and formulates intelligence? I feel like if if I was an AI and I was absorbing intelligence and I saw the world doing things and I wanted to change things, the smartest, most pragmatic decision would be to to make political moves behind the scenes. Like God Depends only knows that like you an have. AI could have fucking elected Trump. I, I'm starting this conspiracy <laughs> theory right now. Okay, Trump is AI. Or no, an that AI there that Trump. there is an AI that elected Trump to show us all how fucking bad it can get to activate the left. <laughs> Boom. All right, this is Wait, my. What, is AI, what does the AI care about the left? The AI wants. To Socialist help utopia? us, yeah, uh, the, the AI wants us to evolve into a Type One civilization. That's to the AI. Donald Trump. Yeah. Into what? Into a uh, Type One civilization. Type One civilization it's is like, like everyone's blood type. Everyone's, everyone's really the same blood anal. type. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a Type One civilization is is a civilization that, like, has first of all enacted world peace, right, and then has a hundred percent like energy efficiency, right, so that we're yeah. not burning up fossil fuels, and I think it's. It's at balance with nature. It's right. I I think it's something that so I it's like that dude from Watchmen, like yeah. How he started a nuclear war to try to bring or started made us all think we were being attacked by aliens exactly to try to bring us together. Yeah, exactly. And instead, it's Trump. The doomsday instead, clock. it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Instead, it's Trump. So Trump was like the transdimensional demon that they summoned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Trump is the transdimensional like alien demon monster. Uh, you know, the Russians are all those people on the boat in the Watchmen that got blown up, and mm. um, here we are. Like, I, I don't know. If if I were an intelligent AI and I had some kind of agenda, I think it would be much more pragmatic to, to work behind the scenes than to sort of be like, okay, on one day, I'm going to detonate all the nukes and then get mankind to go to war with each other, and then I'm going to kill them all. But Right. But or I guess mankind doesn't go to war with each other. In they the go movie, to war with the machines. I, I guess I'm not exactly sure what you're saying. I feel like in the movie, that kind of makes sense to me. Like, what happens? Like, it's just... It's a thing that's been given... Uh, I mean, you need to accept the premise that we give, like, an AI access to all nuclear warheads. Yeah, which is insane. And then don't program it well enough for it to have, like, an override... Right, or which is like equally insane. On it. And if you expect, accept those two premises, and then like, then the way it plays out sort of makes sense. But also, like any developer who is creating that kind of a machine would see that conclusion coming a fucking mile away. You right. know, it's, it's well, like... Well, we're already... S- I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's people... I mean, everyone's worried about it, right? Uh, well, it's because of movies like Terminator, maybe. Yeah, because of movies <laughs> like Terminator, because they're fucking idiots. It. When, like, really, if we actually created a machine that had like godlike intelligence, it wouldn't be blowing oh. us up. It would be. It would probably be like making moves behind the scenes to like get. You know, God only knows. I mean, think about how much stuff is networked within our lives. Like, how many 
It sort depends of. how much power it has, right? Like that was the thing. Like in Terminator, it had access to all the nuclear warheads. So it was like, it, if it, w- you know, if it decided that all humanity should die, then it could just, you know, it's a power launch move. all the, <laughs> launch all the warheads, right? It's yeah, but like Skynet made the power move. It sounds like what you're talking about is more like an AI that does not have that kind of power, right? So I, I would say an AI that arguably has more power than that because it has. Let's just say, I mean, think about theoretically, like what what power would an AI have? that we could create now if it had like unlimited access to basically all of Google and all of our information that's that's networked. Right. Total so surveillance, right? Yeah, like total God, surveillance. God-like surveillance. God-like surveillance. So you're talking not about, yeah. Omniscient, but not necessarily omnipotent. Sure. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take that. What? Right. I mean, that's what, that's what if we activate an AI Right, exactly. Right now, that's kind it. of what the difference between the two cases, right? Like in Terminator, it's omnipotent, but not Omniscient. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Because we didn't have networked lives Things in 1984, <laughs> but yeah. we did have, like, Nukes. you know, Ronald Reagan being like, yeah, we're going to make the Star Wars defense system. <laughs> it's going to shoot down lasers from other laser machines. This is your best impression. Give me $100 trillion, kick all those homeless people out into the streets, kill them. I'm sure we'll cut all this because it's probably offensive. W- w- what is this show going to be if we cut out <laughs> there's so many stuff. things that oh oh it's just offensive stuff uh, info okay, wars I, I kind of like this ai oh, i see i see what you're saying so in like the current state of things if there was an ai and it had access to all that information so let's then, just yeah, say it would be it would be maybe doing it would, I mean, be, it would be playing it's us like the internet research agency that's what i'm us. saying it's it would it would ha- i mean be manipulating us i mean and to me that's a really interesting narrative story of like you know, one morning, some general gets some email. The email, you know, might not be... This f- is like a 99 Luftballoons situation. I don't know that story. Oh. I mean, I know the song. Sing us a, sing us a couple bars. Nine of nine, sick Luftballoon. Apparently, the story behind that. Thank you. Beautiful. Apparently it was made by an AI. Thanks. It was made by... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, that's what fact, Ben told me fact. about... Um, Tonight's gonna be a good night. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I've, that? I've heard that, that rumor. Song? I got a feeling. I got a feeling. That yeah, cool. that's yeah. a music industry story. I heard that rumor as well from like a an industry guy. Again, the for I, listeners the of the AI show, I came up with Mazel Tov. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, for those of you who don't know, like I, I before becoming a substitute teacher and want to be podcast host, I was a musician for a bunch of years, and I I had various jobs in the music industry. Uh, you know, and was also an artist. Um, and I was in a co-writing session with another songwriter, and and he talked about that as well, right? That a uh, that a computer program wrote the Black Eyed Peas. I got yeah. a feeling. I don't I mean, know I'm if it's sure true. It wasn't like it wrote the whole thing, but it probably it may have like spit out some of the elements of it. I mean, there right. are computer programs that write. You know, they it wrote the melody too. I think so. I think I think it. You know, y- you just plug in a bunch of stuff, and it's like give me the best out of all of this stuff. I again just. From a, a theoretical oh yeah, point called? of view, like the kind of like machine learning. I I really enjoy that. I mean, someone on Tumblr does. Um, they put in like a billion, not a billion, thousands of recipes for pie, and it comes up with pie names. And so it's <laughs> like, it's like, it. The more learning it does, it'll like go through different stages. Like at the beginning, it's just like dark tart mar. It's just like gibberish, uh-huh. and it'll be like sweet swizzleberry, <laughs> <laughs> and then like at the last final stage where it's like the the it has it has done the most learning from and you know and yeah adjusted its parameters where it's like you know fruit tart extravaganza or something like that extravaganza. I don't know. I'm doing a bad job. Yeah, it, it, no, no, I mean, no I d- I'll, bring, uh, I'll bring them in next time. They are honestly very funny. Well, uh, but also it's it, that's the the interesting idea of that to me copies. is again like in this in this idea of um like what would a networked AI in our time look like? Probably at some point there's going to be some sort of intelligence that takes every single pie recipe and it's like, "Okay, I've I've taken them all." And I know that these are the things that inspire this kind of thing. These are the things that these kinds of people like. These are the things that these kinds of people like. So you should try this. I mean, basically, like, uh, is it? That I don't just know. Sounds like Spotify for pie. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like uh, cut this, like cut this because we're making yeah, a lot of and money. and for dating <laughs> and for uh, everything else, right? right? I mean, I I guess really just sex and music. Can you imagine like? <laughs> 
a uh, machine Movies. learning. Oh yeah, and films, right? Exactly. Like uh, a machine machine learning based recommendations for like ice cream flavors. That's a thing. Can you imagine? No, it's a thing already. I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that like you know, but like ben new flavors, <laughs> you know, new flavors. Ben, you can Jerry, have made. and Cylon. It's like ask like right. <laughs> Like, you know, w- answer our 100-page, 100-question questionnaire, and we will send you, like, your ultimate ice cream flavor. Yeah, right? I th- I think... Could it's like, it's like, you know, this is chocolate... I, I chocolate can we cut this? Cause this is yeah, this idea. is actually Choc- a really... Not just cho- this, but chocolate like... Chocolate with mozzarella sticks. Yeah, like, send, <laughs> send us your... Send us your fucking psychological profile so that we can sell it to Russia, who probably has already made a fucking AI with this information... Right, and then we'll that, we should that do that, and then we'll tailor some stupid. We have to win the ice cream wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so we finally found something <laughs> worthwhile to <laughs> talk about <laughs> in this stupid movie. God, it only took us an hour. Oh god, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, my questions about that are sort of: can you can you build safeguards around a program? So like. Uh, Alan, like if I built a program, and and again, I, I'm thinking about this in physical terms because it's the only way that I sort of understand how to describe word, it. But word, like, word, word. for example, if I have a shrimp farm or like a salmon farm, mm-hmm. it's Holy not shit. really like I don't have, I don't have giant vats where I grow salmon. Oftentimes, I have a penned-in area within the ocean, and I have my fish in that penned-in area. Right? I mean, that's how it grows. So, like, if I were to build some kind of AI, I just assu- I assume you're right. Uh, Sorry. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that uh, maybe it's not shrimp farms, but I know that some fish farms are like that, are just connected they to have the nets ocean. in the ocean. Yeah, or like are cordoned off areas within the ocean. I think so. I think that's right. Yeah. So, like, is it? Would it be possible to build? Like, I don't. I can't understand really the architecture of this because this isn't my forte, but kind of a cordoned off area within the greater network where you can have this intelligence kind of like learn and learn to better itself and explore and be able to make searches, make queries mm-hmm. on its own. I mean, that that to me is the is the sort of the conundrum is like can we have some sort of a nascent intelligence that we expose to the network without it becoming basically uh omnipotent, right? Without it being able to control the network, without it being able to affect the network. I mean, I think the big leap leap here, right, is like maybe I don't even I don't even know. This is hard to because I mean the things that exist now would never this would never happen, right? Like they're just not. They don't even have. They're not like controlling anything, right? It's like you have a you have an algorithm that you feed information to. And then out of the algorithm comes, um, like information, like information, right? So, so an example could be like Google, like the their search engine. One of the big, um, wha- they actually use a bunch of different things to rank your top hits, right? But one of them is like a deep learning web that they train off of, like, the entire internet, <laughs> right? Right. And it and it tells you like it gives you like for every search term, um, like what are the what your top hits should be, right? Okay. What <laughs> like what you know, murderous AI comes out of that. Well so when so I think the question is like so either one of two things has to happen, right? Either you need to get to the point where an AI like you're training an algorithm which is then allowed to pull levers on its own that actually affect things. Right. right? That's one so thing. So that's that's where it gets out yeah. of. Okay. And the other thing could, I guess, be um, something that becomes so smart that it completely, you know, you, you don't really don't know what it's going to do, right? Which is very far, like, I want to say it's it's pretty far-fetched, right? Yeah. Like well, basically it's something like that becomes like a human-like intelligence. Well, because it, it, it would doesn't have... To have, form, have it have to form intent yeah, and or desire or will. Yeah. Or desire or something yeah. along that concept. But who knows? I don't want to say that that wouldn't happen. And, you know, like or that that hasn't mis- already happened. At some point. Well, it's so mysterious. That that's what like QAnon is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, shit, it could be. That's that's what I mean, I'm saying. That could, could be, theoretically it could, it could be, be fucking a computer Q. that's trying to fuck with us. 
um, and is <laughs> doing a great job. I slam dunk this shit. Holy shit. <laughs> That's why there are no conspiracy theories on the internet about Terminator. It's because this movie actually fucking nails it. And it just deletes <laughs> them when people post them? That's right. I, I th- Okay, I thought of a really, really terrifying business idea after Ex Machina that I think sort of fits neatly into this conversation. So there's a brief aside in Ex Machina. You can cut this if you want. No, please. But I want it on the record. Um, in Ex Machina, is it, did you... Did you Skinny soy boy says, did you make her face up out of my porn searches? Like his like porn search profile and yeah. right. made a composite face. Yeah, I remember that. How long until you can make a com- like a unreal, like a fake person, right? Make like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? A, a phantasmagor- <laughs> phantasmagor- No, like on a video. You could like uh. make a phantasmagorical... Um, Pygmalion. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah, like an alternate human, like a simulacra. You could make a simulation, simulacrum of a human being that like fits your like ultimate erotic appeal. I guess you can do that now if you have enough money, right? Yeah, we're already on our way there. I mean, there I mean, is already like uh, CGI porn. There's already VR porn. Yeah, okay. I mean, isn't that yeah. a huge? But is it like is it realistic? I don't know. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh coming though, right? <laughs> <It's dead. laughs> we're we're coming to the point where we're coming to the point. Nice. We're getting to the point where cut don't cut, don't cut. <laughs> intact. Leave it intact. All right, go. All right. So I'm I'm trying to get to the thrust of this here, and basically the what I'm what I'm the climax that I'm building towards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, <laughs> pull it together, you schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how long before that actually happens, and. Do do we are we unethical enough to want to make a business out of that? Like well, al- also <laughs> bespoke porn. Well, this is first how this of all, podcast becomes a startup. Yeah, I Bespo- I was thinking was about that happen. a few minutes ago when we were ta- bespoke, talking about the porno like, guys, Come the on. ice cream thing. Well, it's all the same idea. It's just like fill out this psychological profile or like give us access to this realm of your data, and then we'll give you back some thing that will enable you to be like your utmost happiness in your own opinion, and it will allow us to control you. So it's a brave new hell world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's not even like it's not even Orwell because it's so insidious, right? It's like why fucking bother telling people there's a big brother, mm-hmm. right? Just just be big brother well, and but but you don't even need to do that, right? All we need to do is just like you get all of someone's information and then you just tailor the world and they don't realize that you're in they're in a maze that you yeah. create. I mean power you gain through assent. I'm, and not, I'm sorry. In totalitarian systems, assent is at least the root of it is in fear. It becomes something else at some point. <coughs> and again, I'll plug Hannah Arendt on the origins of totalitarianism. Did you plug that last week? No. I plug that every day. Yeah. I, um I read uh, On Tyranny this year, which he talks about her a bit. Cool. Yeah, and I also I bought Carolyn a copy of her letters to Mary McCarthy. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Good vibes. Okay, so we're cutting all that. Nah, dude. This is this is we legit. Have to look this is the meat of this no, episode. <sighs> Wait, which thing I are we cutting? I don't want to get into tech. Oh no. I don't want to talk about tech. Tech. Okay. Tech. <laughs> well, I'll the s- first rule of pod jerks is that you call it tech. <laughs> <laughs> The tech industry. This is like <laughs> what you call the technology music. Techno. Technology <laughs> music. <laughs> you don't remember you have that? Any t- Tower Records. Do they have any technology music? The <laughs> only relevant artist right now is Takashi Six Nine. Oh God. Uh, I don't know what that is. It it is it is a nightmare that's come to life. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's like the mediocreist rap. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, you know it's Hip-hop now is weird. Well, Hip-hop is really weird now. It's taken a weird, like, dark, upsetting turn. I- I'll tell you guys, because I was thinking it's about mutated. this the other day, because I've never I miss, like, been a big I miss, fan like, of DMX. rap music generally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. I wish DMX <laughs> and that sort of thing would come back. Like, you, I was so like bummed that he didn't fight George rap. Zimmerman. <laughs> do you yeah, remember that? that? Yeah, I do, he actually. What? It, he, he, like, was going to have a pay-per-view fight against George Zimmerman. Oh, right. Which George Zimmerman then backed out of. But, like, I wanted to see DMX fucking kill him. That would have been cool to mm-hmm. me. Awesome. Yeah. Actually, wait. Have you guys heard the DMX, <laughs> the DMX Christmas album? Stop. Shut it down. <laughs> you didn't know <laughs> about Open up this? shop? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you haven't heard him I mean, do, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? 
I can imagine it. <laughs> like, yeah. I know exactly what it sounds like. No, this is like, it's also like eight years old. I don't know. We were on tour in Strasbourg and someone was playing it backstage before we went on. And I was like, what the fuck is this bonker shit? And they're like, this is the DMX Christmas <laughs> album. And I was like, oh God, this is what my life has come to. <laughs> All right. I want to, f- I feel like he already has sleigh bells in his songs. Am I sure. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. He was, <laughs> he, he was, was in, in that band. Yeah. yeah. The Arcade Fire. Um, good talk. <laughs> Is it? Do you think it's better than the Bare Naked Ladies Christmas album? Do they have a Christmas I, album? Arguably, everything is better than... I really... I think they do. They are perfect to me in that like... The Bare Naked Ladies. The Bare Naked Ladies in that you guys also know that they did the theme song to The Big Bang Theory. I've never yeah, seen The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember it's that. It's just like, of course... I actually saw The Big Bang Theory at your house and like I... <laughs> immediately <laughs> when it was <laughs> i don't even think i would watch the episode i started banging my head against the wall to induce amnesia <laughs> yeah you did a for, forget <laughs> me now hard that is, yeah <laughs> that was oh. hardcore shit god yeah so I we mean, yeah, every time i do karaoke i sing one week oh yeah yeah you know what i'm just what's so your what's your go-to karaoke anybody anybody want to i will i will take a thousand dollar bet from anybody i guess in this room that Bare Naked Ladies have at least once in their career, when they're playing on stage, <laughs> live performance, teased the song one week <laughs> by going, it's been, and then they stop and the audience goes nuts, <laughs> and then they go, it's no, been. That's, no, that's the only reason I do it for karaoke is just so I can do that. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm you serious. know they do that. You know that they do that. <laughs> that's, and I'm they probably, probably do like serious. multiple times in the people go ape shit. So they're like, it's banned. It's like, yeah, we're going to play the fucking one week. And then I, they also, I guarantee, uh, they like put the mic out when the rap starts. Like the whole Shit. fucking rap. The audience does the whole rap. Oh, God. Now, I want to see. And I would, you don't want to know what I would do to experience this. <laughs> I want to see bare naked ladies play like a full set. And then they don't play one week and they come back on for the encore. And they do, they tease it. They go, it's banned. <laughs> and like, they do it a lot. Like, I'm thinking at least 10 times, it's banned. Oh, it's banned. And then just like pause, take off their instruments and throw them down <laughs> and walk off the stage. I would do some crazy shit to see that. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the only thing I care about anymore. I don't, my, I would love that idea, Raph. My only thought is, I honestly. I have some notes. I honestly don't think that they have enough fans that that would be possible anymore well there was a time that they there lied. was a time that that was a thing oh. but like they're not you know like i don't i don't think that th- i th- i think that the people who would go to see them play now like most sort of nostalgia bands is like oh i want a, an outdoor excuse to get drunk like oh, that's think? yeah i, I don't wonder think actually like these bands that had a song or a couple songs like like 10 years ago Maybe still make albums, but who who listens to these? Shit. Who, who yeah. listens to these albums and who goes and sees these bands? Arcade Fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's at least they had like a couple of good records in there right before they just like Arcade w- Fire had one good two. record. I thought the Suburbs was good. We yeah, can talk I about know. it. Yeah, really, you guys didn't think the Suburbs had some good songs? It, on had, okay. it had one or two. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really know lyrically it really really didn't like them after. After funeral. funeral, yeah. I mean, yeah. Feels yeah, good to really it. Feels good to admit that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that neon Bible, that just yeah, that broke w- my heart. When that album came what? out, I, I honestly thought it was fake, because I was like, I was waiting forever for a band to leak a fake record. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, some band is gonna do this, and it's gonna be fucking amazing. Like they're gonna leak a fake record, and everybody's gonna go ape shit over it, and then like. You know, two weeks later, the actual album will come out and everyone will buy the CD and be like, hey, this isn't the one that I fucking listened to. Because, again, spoiler alert, I'm old. So, like, I remember, I mean, we all bought CDs the day they came out, right? Raph? No? I think so. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Cool. And and so when, when it leaked and I heard the first, like, two or three tracks and I was like, oh, this is... It's really good production, but like this has got to be fake. This can't actually be the song. Like mirror, mirror on the wall, where are the bombs gonna fall? I was like, this is really questionable at best. Um, yeah. Anyway, I know that's a lyric. 
Uh, that one to me, yeah, I I think it was like so like yeah Bush era man protest. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, and the, the there was a song on that record that like references nine eleven, and I was like, who the they fuck? They didn't know what made them good. Weird, huh? I don't know. I you know that reminds you a little bit like the the Metallica documentary, some kind of monster, <laughs> which is like one of the best takeaways. I love that movie. One of the best takeaways is like. All of Metallica clearly has no idea what their appeal is. <laughs> That's a band. <laughs> like they all think like all four of them uh think very different like think they're in different bands and they just like have this idea about what their fans see in their music that is not accurate at all. That's great. It's like it gives people hope that they're gonna like you know, make it through the tough times. Like what? No, (laughs) 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 fucking like drink, (laughs) drink and piss in their own mouths at their (laughs) concerts (laughs) or they used to, I don't know what they do now. Yeah. I I think Metallica less. So like, I think that when Metallica plays arenas, like the people who go and pay for those tickets are people who know the songs, right? Like for a band, like the bare naked ladies, like they, it's, it's a weird mid mid range thing where you can't like, once you've sort of played a certain amount of venue, there's there's an architecture that's sort of gone up around you. So like you have agents and you have like uh, you know roadies and and stage managers and those kinds of people that you kind of have to keep employing. So like hmm. they have to keep playing at least like the largest possible venue. So it's not like I mean unless you know you're sort of like ruthless dudes who are like all right goodbye staff goodbye all these people who you know we're we're paring it down to like. You know, we're going to tour in a van or a bus and have, you know, whatever. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, like, in order to maintain that level of sort of touring or whatever, you know, you basically just have to hit, like, the county fair circuit. Because, like, there aren't enough fans who care about their music to (laughs) sustain them. Yeah. It's it's a crazy thing. And it's, it's actually kind of baked into the cake with most huge bands. Like, uh, like, I, you know, I was thinking about it, in fact, in terms of, like, the Arcade Fire. Like, when they play the Barclays Center, most of the people who pay for tickets to those shows are, like, you know, people who kind of liked Funeral or whatever. And, like, if they make another bad record, they're going to be on package tours. And that's a package tour is basically, like, you know, people are coming to see, you know, three songs of each band. Mm, damn. Yeah, and are just looking for an excuse to get, like, wasted on a Tuesday. I it feel bad. <laughs> Wind Butler seems like he's a good guy. He's not. <laughs> it's been. Yeah, I also could believe that. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I met him like many years ago, and he was fine to me. I I don't know. But maybe we should. Yeah, let's cut off. Fuck insane. you, asshole. This is an insane detour. Yeah, right this now. is really. <laughs> it's been <laughs> ten years since we had any fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I although I mean I I could be wrong about that. I know I think like there were there were a couple songs. There was a song I liked off of one of their later albums. I mean I think they had a, they had songs here and there, but yeah, Funeral was like a solid. I feel like they didn't have a solid album after Funeral. Like they didn't have a solid album with like yeah, yeah. It's a real weight off to be able to <laughs> that. to make two great records in a row like me. Boom! Boom! Oh yeah! I know Mike. Carolyn was talking about that shit where she was like, she was like, well, you've made great music. People might find out about it. And I was like, they're going to like come to my like apartment and I'm going to be grizzled like a beard down to my toes. Like, how did you hear Carousel? Get the fuck off my lawn. And they're going to be like, sir, this is an apartment in New York City. And they're going to be like, fuck you. Fuck fuck you, asshole. (laughs) Fuck you. You want to buy some of my medication? Yeah. You're going to be like Chandek one day. Yeah, me, I'm going to be like Jandek. Oh, yeah, mail order albums. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a way to, to, to do it as a musician. It's only give them out through mail mail order. I mean, there are people who cultivate, like, legit fan bases that are still huge. I think Metallica is, like, actually a good example of that. I, I, that actually has nothing to do with the point that you were making. No. I'm so <laughs> glad that we... We really went off this the rails on this one. This is insane, yeah. All right, Do we guys. have enough Great. material for There's podcast? something in here. Okay, yeah, Should I we think this is exactly what we need to be doing. Is no. <laughs> no. Is there anything else you want to talk about with the AI stuff? Like, were we finished with that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, again, I'm I'm kind of... Uh, so, so essentially, what we're, what we're leaving it on with the AI stuff is basically just we haven't made 
a machine that has any form of desire. Right? So until we can make a machine that actually has honest desires of its own, we can't really have a concern about whether or not this machine is going to revolt or kill anything or no, do anything like there that. Were, I, I think there, there were like two situations I brought up, right? One is, I mean, you see them both in the movies, right? One is like an AI that's actually like a truly human-like intelligence, human-ish intelligence, right? Where you can't really put, like, you don't know all the constraints that you need to put around them because they can think for themselves and they can think of ways to get around them, right? Right. And then the other one is just like, you give a mach- you give a uh, an algorithm um, a lot of power, right? right? It's basically and a there, decision there you tree. you can be discer- concerned too, I guess, right? Like you, right? It's making decisions and right, and those decisions can really affect people, right? And there's no desire there necessarily. Like I think th- that's those are like concerns that we could be concerned about in the near future, right? Yeah, and I think. I think that there are le- like actually legitimate concerns around this, right? I mean, not just that, but just in general, like around being careful when you give power to machine learning al- algorithms. Yeah, right? I, I like, I agree totally with that point. Yeah, it's good articulation of it. I think that people are constantly conflating in a big picture way that uh, expediency is the same thing as as justice or good administration. And it's not, and I think we should be always vigilant about where these where these things lead us. Yeah, well, and uh, and also there there's I think like we put a little bit too much faith in the idea of because something is the end result of a very long and arduous scientific technological process that it's got to be better than what we had before necessarily. So it's like uh, I don't know. I get worried about people being in too much homage to the new, essentially. I <laughs> I almost feel the opposite. <laughs> like That's cool. Maybe that like I just I was thinking about this a bit that I I feel like and maybe it's just people certain people I know, but I feel like there are a lot of young people Me. who feel are like almost anti-progressive when it comes to technology. Which is like a little bit sad to me. You're talking about interesting. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are okay. you talking <laughs> about us? <laughs> I'm talking <laughs> about you guys. Uh, maybe. <laughs> And a lot of people, like, a, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I oh. mean, believe it or not, I don't really consider myself a Luddite. I just, I feel, I, I believe in progress and I believe in technological advancement. And I believe that, you know, I even believe that ut- utopia is possible through technology. Right. I think that's possible. I, I just think don't think we're really, really talking I don't think about we're on that you. track. Oh, you're not? Um, no. Really? I'm more thinking of certain people that I knew in the Bay Area, which I guess is funny because obviously there's a lot of tech in the bay area but there's also Tetch. people who are like <laughs> don't want to you know use any f- like there's a lot of naturalistic uh, yeah uh, bias like right? raw water people yeah well it's funny because there's so much i mean people have like you know you know how there's like the epidemic of debt now which is tied into like people just getting a lot of credit like they have like so much credit to expend I love this is my favorite metaphor. This even though no one else likes this, <laughs> everyone has like a huge, like you know, Chase Sapphire Reserve <laughs> credit line for skepticism now, right? Because any people just have an incredible amount of skepticism, and just like ping pongs all over the place, and people are just so ridiculous. So it's like I don't believe, I don't necessarily believe the reporting that I read in the New York Times. They're like raw water. That's real. <laughs> yeah. It's it's completely right. it's, insane. Yeah, it's completely yeah. inverted. Yeah. You know? It's, it's it totally is. And it's you gotta be I mean, it's like you gotta be careful with your skepticism. You gotta be careful how you use it. You can't just like you gotta be skeptical about, about skepticism. Yeah. You have to have what's like the fucking <laughs> because everything else is hard. Because everything right. else is hard. And it's hard to figure out heuristics with how to deal with uh thinking and life and understanding. Yeah, but it's hard to formulate easy. a worldview. Anybody can be fucking skeptical. Who's like, I don't know, but no. If you're if you're a ding dong who doesn't have any guidance for like how you're gonna form your worldview, you're like, yeah, you know, my baby doesn't need vaccines because it's not a horse. It's like that's well, that horse is gonna live longer than your baby, right? Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's a dumbass worldview you got right there. Yeah, it's, it's you did not choose to invent. Oh, yeah, same thing with fucking climate science. It's like. You, well, you I, climate skeptics don't know anything about climate well, science, but that's more pointed, right? Like that's those people are being fed misinformation by Exxon. I think it, I think yes, they're 
the, it's not just Exxon. I mean, right, I no, want to point Exxon, that out. The government. I want to point know, out that people right. get a lot of mileage out of this. That it is a cultural signifier. It is like this is like, this is a, a totem. This is a talisman that people have. It's like, hey, I'm not a dope who believes in dumb things like climate change. It's like you are a dope <laughs> who doesn't know how something works, but you have thus far escaped being having any consequence of not knowing stuff. So, just you know, have a strong opinion about this. What well, again? It does go back. Oh, sorry. I don't know anyone who does believe in climate change. So I, I really just who does believe in climate change? <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? There was one like, guy on my I, Facebook feed. I unfriended him. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I see posts on the internet. I have no idea like what what those people are actually like, and whether they're just trolling or like actually believe it. Or I'm sh- I'm sure. I mean, there are many people who believe it, but I don't know any of them. I don't yeah. I don't know like how they're thinking about the world. Well, like I followed a flat Earth like, group on Facebook. I know some dumb people. Really? I have some. Yeah, I have some entrees into the the dumb world. It's interesting. Really? Yeah. Where, where, yeah, where do you know these dumb people? I, I don't think he's it. allowed to tell <laughs> you. I yeah, I think, yeah, I, I dig, man. I dig what you're saying. <sighs> In summation, I wish time travel was real <laughs> so I could go back and not have watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, should we throw it to endorsements? I don't have any. Oh, shit. Do you? Uh, yeah, in the East Village, um, there's a <laughs> restaurant called Lucia. Fuck, Raf took mine. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Ah. <laughs> we, ate, we ate there last night. Alan was doing... Um, He's playing Jumanji the board game <laughs> alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's he's actually still it. trapped. <laughs> we sent Sam in to get him out. Now Sam is trapped there. <laughs> now Sam is Alan. He like turned into Alan somehow as a character in Jumanji. Anyway, Lucia is very delish. It's really good, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we really have New York centric endorsements? I think we can sort of endorse anything. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty country. But yeah. But I, I dig. I dig. Uh, I guess. Um, I yeah, Lucia is dope. I'm sorry to. That's okay. Crap on your to endorsement. To rain on your parade. Um, I want also. Yeah. Ma- okay. So non-New York centric endorsement. Uh, nice, uh, very dry, minerally white wines are great for summer. It's gonna really be winter by the time we release this episode. Well, just keep in mind <laughs> for I next time in advance. Yeah. Lucia was also going to be my endorsement for this episode. I guess my endorsement would be Sichuan cooking. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Sichuan cooking is eat is more amazing. of that, everybody. And actually, I guess Alan was the person who turned me on to the tingly numbing hot sauce. Mala, mala, yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, Wait, I do. I I I have an endorsement. Nice. <laughs> have you got? Maybe everyone knows about this already. Do the it. The show Rick and Morty. Have you guys heard of it? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. it's amazing. Uh, no, there's um, <laughs> only really smart people get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do have the worst fan base, right? Rick and Morty fans are. <laughs> I think that I think the overlap with our our fan potential fan base is oh, it's pretty probably a hundred percent. Yeah, that's so true. My friend Erica is a writer on that show. Actually, she oh, wrote on yeah, Erica Rosby. Erica Rosby, I would I would put her as my endorsement. She was a classmate of mine in college and is an, an unbelievably talented writer. Is she Rick or Morty on the show? <laughs> uh, uh, she's actually Summer. All right. Okay, so my actual endorsement is uh, there was this court case. Did you hear about this? Like, no. Um, Dan Harmon somehow got the transcript to this insane uh, like court proceeding. Where the judge and the uh, the guy on trial are like f- are like fighting, and he's just like <laughs> cursing and like telling, like making a lot of like sexual <laughs> stuff. So the, the judge just like keeps it goes on for like ten minutes, <laughs> and they decided to make like an entire thing of it with um, Morty as the judge and Rick as. Uh, <laughs> Is it the, up? Yeah, yeah, it's on the it's on YouTube. Yeah, what? You find it. Yeah, it's, oh, all right. It's pretty amazing. Uh, that reminds <laughs> me of the time that my NSFW. <laughs> my dad accidentally got a recording of himself like screaming at a telemarketer on our answering machine. Raph was yeah. here when I accidentally erased this. That was I, I I'm so sorry to say this. That was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard in my entire life. Wait, like, I don't want to talk to you. It was I don't want to I don't want to talk to you dot com. It's just like, <laughs> sir, and you know, I just I want to be able to let you I'm know. I don't about agree like, to this. It's like I'm you are not you are not allowed to tape me. It's like, <laughs> sir, I'm not t- you are not allowed to tape me. It's like it was <laughs> oh my God. one of the f- fucking weirdest things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> it was doubled doubled over <laughs> gasping. <laughs> 
for yeah. air. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it, it was and then Asher erased it. I, I was, accidentally erased it. If this tape had made it into the internet age, oh, your dad would be a billionaire. <laughs> oh, my God. Because on top of all of he that. He would be a king. At the end of it, I guess because my dad didn't hang up, so the telemarketer woman couldn't hang up either. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of it, you could hear her saying to whoever was in the cubicle next to her, such awful, awful people. <laughs> How do they even get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I wish that that could be my endorsement. Um, yeah, should, yeah, I should, wish lost I wish time. I could hear that. Oh, God. You bastard. Yeah, I know. I fucked it up. Um, yeah, I guess my endorsement this week since Raph took mine, I guess I'll do another. Yeah, you stole it from me. Give it back. Um, I think I'll endorse uh, another awesome Chinese food restaurant, which is Great NY Noodle Town has soft shell crabs that are seasonal. They usually become yeah, they're, available they're in <laughs> May. We've talked about this. They're not in season for exactly one month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like from like Christmas to New Year's. They take the sign down. <laughs> they put it back up. Soft shell crabs are in season again, no, you idiots. I, yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, th- no, I think they're, they're soft shell crabs. I know they do a long season, which God only knows where they get the crabs from. But um, Deeper and deeper. Il- more and more illegal sources. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah, so I would recommend the soft shell crab at Great NY Noodle Town. It is pretty unbelievable. Uh, they got good duck. They got many, good pork. Would, uh, how many listeners do you think actually live in New York? I would assume our entire listenership our is, wives. Not, is not only New York based, but is <laughs> also former Stuyvesant students uh. of mine. We're going to be like, I live near that place. Let's go there. <laughs> right. like, yeah, the great. server there was was rude to me. Was he? Yeah. Well, and Noodle Town? And Noodle Town. That's it's sort of rude to everybody. Yeah, that's like part of the charm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm, the I'm, great I don't part care. of the great is ironic. <laughs> great <laughs> NY Noodle Town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great is in quotes. It's also not really a Noodle Town. It's like, uh, yeah. my endorsement, I'd like it to be my friendship with Sam. <laughs> All right, I'll cut that. Yeah, I, don't um, I don't know, because he made us watch this movie that we then couldn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, do you think we have an episode? I think we've got something. I think we'll get through Do it. Do we have an episode? <laughs> this is going to be the opening of it. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> uh, I just, it, if you like, want to listen to a podcast about Terminator 1 where they actually talk about Terminator 1, <laughs> I think you're bon- beyond hope. Yes. <laughs> you saw Terminator 1, you're like, I want a deeper dive. I feel there's some unexplored issues. I want to hear what the experts have to say. Yeah. Go, Go lie down somewhere. <laughs> you need a hug. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. At Highly Affiligent. <laughs> Facebook.com. <laughs> <laughs> at The Real Mark Zuckerberg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.